What's up, everybody? And where's the podcast coming back at you? Um, of course, we have a big, big, huge fight week um, coming at you a little bit late on a Friday, right before the fight, uh, right before the weigh-in. I think we're a couple of hours away. And of course, I'm talking about Errol Spence versus my boy Bud Crawford. Um, but actually, it's been a pretty busy week for me as far as boxing. Uh, I think for for everybody that might be a fight fan. Um, so I'm going to go in that order. Actually, you know, everything started off uh, for me Tuesday morning with that fight from Japan uh, with uh, the monster in the way against Stephen Fulton. Um, and then also the Oscar de la Hoya Golden Boy documentary got released earlier this week. Um, so my week continued on with that. Um, and then tonight, um, I do uh, want to make sure that I mention uh, we have uh, Sinisa Estrada defending her titles um, on ESPN. So uh, uh, I have a little bit more on that up ahead. <clears throat> and of course, the, the the main dish, the main event, uh, Spence Crawford. So yeah, I'm going to go in, in that order. Um, so please bear with me. Uh, it's not going to be too long though. Uh, so yeah, uh, like I said, Tuesday morning I woke up, I got a reminder that there was a fight on, and uh, sure enough, I tuned in right at, right on time for, for the main event. I think it was right at the ring walks, or they they were actually uh, right about to ring the bell. I don't remember, it was 6am, a little early for me, but uh, yeah, the monster in a way against uh, Stephen Fulton. Uh, Fulton, of course, had uh, two titles at the time, um, and if you guys don't know backstory, um, the monster anyway has uh, has three. He's pretty much cleaned out three divisions, and uh, this is uh, his uh, his. This was his shot at a at a fourth uh, division, at taking over a fourth division or or starting to take over. Um, Steve Fulton was a like I said two belt holder at 122 pounds, and you know sometimes as a fighter moves up in weight, uh, he takes a couple of. Of tune-up fights just to make sure he's adjusted to to the power at the at the new weight class and and we'll see how he carries the weight and whatnot. But in this case, the monster in Uwe, he said he was moving up and he wanted to go for the top guy, which was uh Stephen Fulton. And all props to Fulton, you know, being a PBC fighter, he he usually or PBC fighters, it's rare that they step out of their comfort zone uh, or or step out of the PBC stable. Um, but Fulton also wanted this fight, so they made ahead and made it happen. Uh, he flew all the way to the champ to Japan for it. Um, but you know, unfortunately for Fulton, um, he he did get stopped. Uh, I believe it was in the eighth round. And if anybody uh, watched this fight, uh, the monster just looked like 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 exactly that, like the monster. He pretty much dominated every almost every minute of every round. Um, Fulton did land a couple of right hands at some point uh, when he started to get aggressive, but he came out and tried to box, which I think everybody knew he was going to do. That's kind of, that's kind of his strength, you know, move around the ring and whatnot. But um, but he knew it, you know, had all the answers for that. So as soon as Fulton tried to get a, a little bit aggressive, he, he started to pay the price and he started to get uh, um, worn down. Uh, one thing that's very uh, telling if you watch that fight is uh, the jab that Inouye had going to the body of Fulton and eventually that set up a, a, a jab or a feint to the to the body and came up with a straight right or a, a one two to to Fulton's uh, chin and that's the, actually what prompted the first knockdown um, after that I mean Fulton got up 
he uh, he 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 tried his best to survive, try to wrap up, but you know, you know, it was just too much at that point. Hit him to the body, hit, hit him a couple more times to the head with uppercuts, more body shots, and as he was going down a second time, is when the the referee actually stepped in. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend watching that fight. If you if you haven't yet, go back and watch it. Uh, it wasn't very competitive, but it it was it was very telling how how good Inoue is. Uh, and what's next for him um, is uh, trying to unify. So now he has two titles at 122. Uh, the other two are uh, are held by a fighter whose last name escapes me at the time, at this point. But uh, he, he is from the Philippines. And that fight is already pretty much uh, set. So they, they are going to have a unification title um, match and, or fight. And, um, and yeah, uh, winner's going to take all. Uh, undisputed at 122. Um, uh, I do want to mention before I move on from this. You know, f- even Fulton, got, even though Fulton got dominated, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, think so bad or or down on him because he he is pretty good. So once the monster, if everything goes as planned, even if he, uh, as soon as he unifies, he's gonna try to move up again. So watch out for Fulton. Um, he's still a very, very good fighter. He might end up being another uh, a title holder once again. Uh, this really takes nothing away from him because uh, um, you know he lost to a future Hall of Famer at this uh, early point in Inoue's uh, career. I think we can start considering him that uh, as far as a Hall of Fame because uh, it's not easy to win titles at four weight classes, especially being undisputed at uh, at one or two or all of them. I don't really recall. Um, so yeah, but that's that's it on that one. Go back and watch it if you haven't yet. Uh, let's see what I got next. So yeah, like I said, um, the gold, the Oscar de la Hoya Golden Boy documentary got released on Max, which formerly known as HBO Max. Um, and I had heard a lot of hype about it actually. Uh, to me, it was a little bit. Um, it, it's very very interesting, but just the visuals and the, the order that they went in didn't really impress me but um but that's just preference right um but anyways you know it was a uh, produced by marky mark Wahlberg, if i can still call him marky mark and mario lopez uh they're both fight fans mario lopez is actually one of oscar de la Hoya's, uh, best friends uh so they put this thing together uh they kind of convinced them to come out and you know uh say the truth about stuff um i, I guess Oscar's always had stuff that you know he's held back on stuff that he doesn't really speak truth on to even though he he has confessed to certain things but um yeah I know one of the things I heard Mario Lopez say it himself um when he talked to him before they they got this project going he told him he 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 needs to come out and face the truth and, and let it and put it all out there so that's that's how this initially started um so, like I said, it, it's it's really good. Um, I knocked out both episodes in one day, um, and they're they're each an hour long. Uh, I was actually hoping for a little bit more, and I'm not sure if, if they're gonna release anything else. Um, but in my opinion, they did kind of tease something as far as you know being able to go on to a third episode, and I'll go into that a little bit later. But um, I'm gonna try to not to give out any spoilers, uh, even though a lot of this stuff is known. But um, one of the things is that that he went into that I think a lot of us didn't know is um, again I don't really want to give away too much, but 
Oscar de la Hoya's real relationship with his mom. Um, as you guys know, when he won the gold medal, he said it was for his mom. It was his mom's last dying wish and whatnot. Uh, but this one goes more into when Oscar was a little kid. And um, it's actually kind of hard for me not to like to speak on it and not give away any spoilers. But just um, I guess all I can say is the relationship wasn't exactly what one might have thought from the outside looking in um and that's that's very interesting when he when he goes into that that's kind of the kind of uh most of the first episode right there um it also goes into early management issues after he signed with top rank and uh kind of top rank kind of convinced them to get rid of his managers or or change his management because um they were they were kind of stealing from him um and there's there's stuff to look into as far as that because that kind of leads into Oscar, triggering Oscar de la Hoya to want more and it leads up to him starting his own promotional company and Golden Boy Promotions um something that I did really really like is they they go into the Oscar de la Hoya versus uh, Julio Cesar Chavez fights heavy and that's that's because of um you know I think everybody knows um Oscar had a hard time getting accepted by the Mexican audience, not the Mexican American audience, but the Mexican, or 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 it was split. Even me, you know, being Mexican American, I wanted Chavez to win both of those fights. I was never a super Oscar de la Hoya fan, even though I knew and I recognized that he was a great, great fighter. Um, and I would actually question you because whenever it was Chavez versus de la Hoya, they fought twice. And my dad would tell me that Aya is going to kick his ass. And I'm like, why, why are you picking against Chavez? You know, but he said, it's pretty obvious. Like he's, he's really, really good. And sure enough, you know, both times, uh, my dad outpicked me on that one. Um, but yeah, it goes into that and it's very entertaining. I think, um, the first episode ends, ends in part of that. And then the, the second episode covers more of the, the second fight, the rematch, um, and then, of course, they go into some of the personal issues that we all already know. It's been out on the news. He's been out, uh, you know, with the whole cross-dressing scandal and the pictures and the uh, blackmail and whatnot. Um, that's all been out already, and it does go into it a little bit more. Um, and then it kind of, towards the end, it, it, it goes... Um, it's, it's weird because it's still open-ended and Oscar Dahlia even says, you know, my story's not done yet. So, and then he, he, he admits that he still has a lot of faults and um, that he kind of runs away from problems and stuff. Another thing he goes into or that the documentary goes into a lot is uh, his relationship with his kids, which is not, not, not great. And it hasn't been ever since, you know, he, he had his first kid. Um, but again, you need to go back and watch that because there's kids out there that I didn't even know existed for Oscar de la Hoya. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like I was like I was gonna say, or like I kind of mentioned earlier, I was hoping for a third episode, and hope and I, and I still do because they did talk about Richard Schaefer, and and nobody's actually painted him in, in this light before, but they did they did call him. Well, they didn't call him some names, but they they did refer to him as being shady, a shady banker, this and that, and and how he kind of convinced Oscar to start his own promotional company, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But my hope for a third episode is that it goes into how Richard Schaefer, along with the PBC and Al Heyman, um, 
and it was a lot of Oscar's fault too because he wasn't really paying attention. But how how they actually took most, if not yeah, I mean most of Oscar de la Hoya, most of Golden Boy's uh, fighters, which he didn't have under contract for some reason. Um, it was just a, a deal to promote them. Um, and at some point, they all just decided to bail, start PBC, um, the premier boxing champion. So I don't even know if it's a promotional company or, or what or what is it, um, because I don't know if you guys know, but there's there's certain uh, promotional companies or call themselves promotional companies out there that don't even have a promoter's license, uh, including Floyd Mayweather. But anyways. Um, so yeah, I hope it goes into a, a third episode of that because that, 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 that was a big milestone in my opinion, at least in the time that I've been watching boxing where I was like, whoa, I really, you know, I had to take a step back and, you know, realize how, how, how shady stuff could be. Uh, like I said, he did play a, a big part in that and, and take some blame for that, for not paying attention, um, to his company as much as he should. Um, and uh, moving on from this one, I mean, of course, I definitely, definitely recommend it. Like I said, each episode is an hour long uh, and it goes by pretty quick. So you can knock it out in one day. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and move on now. Uh, this, I'm not going to talk too much about this one. But like I said earlier, Sinisa Estrada versus Leonela Yudica. Sinisa Estrada, unified champ. She's got two straps at, the, I believe, the minimum uh, weight class in um in the women's division um and they fight today with being friday as i record this uh so they fight l later tonight <clears throat> but what i did uh but i what i did want to mention is i like how they're going back to it even though it's separate companies uh pbc has the big fight on saturday and top rank put this one together friday and actually you know we used to see this a lot even flying into vegas for for events you could go to Let's say uh, if Top Rank was putting on a fight or whoever, they would have a smaller show like at the Hard Rock on a Friday and it would be uh, ESPN. Um, and then so you could actually, you know, fly in or whatever, go to the weigh-ins uh, for, for the big fight on Saturday and then hang out for a little bit, go to the smaller, um, smaller fight on Friday night and have a good time there. And then, of course... Uh, get ready for Saturday for the for the big fight. So I like that they're doing this. Um, I really don't know why uh, they stopped doing this, or or if it works out better. If you know, let's say PBC, or let's let's just use Golden Boy since we're talking about Golden Boy. If Golden Boy has a, a big fight, like let's say Ryan Garcia against whoever, and then you know they could have a, a smaller fight on on Friday. I know maybe running events back to back like that can get kind of hard, but it does make it a lot easier for for us traveling fans that that go to these fights or that used to go to these fights to fly in on a thursday night or a friday morning and then um instead of just doing the usual you know because a lot of us have already been to vegas so many times that we don't really do the tourist stuff anymore and we're strictly there for the fights um so it, it's cool to you know be able to go to the weigh-ins um talk to other fans you you run into other fighters which has happened before for me and for for my friends in the past um and then you know you go to the smaller show uh, on on friday night and then saturday just just wait for the big one <clears throat> so hopefully you know hopefully um this works because this one i think the sinisa strata fight is at the palms in vegas um so not exactly on the strip but you know vegas vegas is vegas and it's, it's just right there it's a few blocks from the strip 
so hopefully hopefully this works out and hopefully they go back to that um that might make me want to go back and travel for for these fights if they're not overpriced which most of them have been uh recently but like i said yeah it adds to the experience of real fight fans and you know we like to spend our hard-earned money you know if we're, we're going to travel you might as well you know travel for for uh more than just the the main event of a of a certain fight or a, of a certain uh, boxing card okay so here we go on to the big one errol spence against uh terrence bud crawford uh there's really not much to say um the two top welterweights go, they're gonna go at it uh, there's four belts on the line, which uh, you would think is undisputed, right? But there's two of those uh, titles, which drives everybody nuts about boxing. But two of those titles have regular champs or interim champs. So as soon as one of these guys wins, they're going to have all four belts on in the inside the ring after the fight. And... Uh, They'll probably get called undisputed for a day or two, and then there's going to be two fighters with regular belts and interim belts that are going to be in the conversation and claiming that it's not really a, a unified or undisputed uh, undisputed reign because they haven't been beat themselves and this and that. But anyways, it's going to look nice as they come in with all four belts to the to the ring and the winner will be holding all four at the end of the fight um a couple of things i mean just going into it and, and of course i'm no expert so this is just the fight fans perspective um but for those of you that don't know i mean you know spence is the bigger fighter um and crawford is the better boxer in my opinion uh spence carries more power from what we've seen so or from what we we can assume from from what we've seen and if that sounds a little iffy coming from my part i'll go into that a little bit more a little bit later on here um but crawford can crack you know crawford's knocked out knocked out all of his opponents at the welterweight uh division um and I'll go a little bit more into that as well because a lot of people question his reign at 147 pounds uh, but anyways uh so a couple more things here like Errol Spence is a PBC house fighter uh Crawford is coming in as a let's say um not a free agent he's got representation you know he, he left top rank and he, he's got representation through another uh, boxing company or maybe promotional company um so he's 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 in for just this one fight against uh spence for the pbc i don't think he fought a multiple multiple fight contract or anything like that so with with spence being the pbc fighter for all of you guys that love to question judging that like to say there's shady stuff involved in the in boxing and this and that um if you guys do see anything favoring spence above and beyond the normal is because he is the pbc fighter he is the house fighter um he is the house champ uh he's probably the biggest name in pbc other than um tank davis up there uh, as far as money as well so so yeah I'll, I'll just put that out there another thing is like uh i think a lot of fans I was going to say a lot of casual fans, but I think even some that are right there on the on the fringe or on the border of being casual and, and following boxing or just started following boxing the last couple of years, they don't really look at Crawford for the fighter or for the beast. 
that I would I would call them. They don't they don't really look at them like that. I I think in their head they think that PBC is all their that exists because it was on on free TV for so long. You know what I mean? And then they jumped into all these pay per views and and people you know once Top Rank signed that contract with ESPN, even though they were putting together great fights, very competitive fights, uh, undisputed title fights. Uh, not just uh, ESPN Plus and ESPN Plus pay-per-view, but on regular ESPN at times. And people kind of saw that as, oh, this is just a bigger version of Friday Night Fights or something, you know. So so, so they question Crawford's reign and, and you know, that, that just blows my mind. Um, when I first started asking people who, who, who they thought was going to win, uh, a lot of times the, the, the first answer I would get is, I don't know if if I think he's gonna win. I, I mean, I could tell you I know. I, I could tell you I know he. I know I want him to win, and that's that's kind of the answer that I would get, whether it's from one side or the other. And then when people, I started asking people for picks. I started to get a lot of spends more more than I more than I kind of kind of um, thought that I was in the beginning, um, and that really really surprised me. So you know, as uh, weeks kept moving on i kept asking people and it's kind of evened out more now lately here especially this week because a lot of people wait till the till the till fight week to actually you know go into a prediction um and and it kind of evened out uh which makes a lot of sense um uh because this is a pretty even fight um especially here in the last or the recent years this is as a 50 50 fight as you're ever going to get um crawford is a betting favorite, slight betting favorite. He's at a minus 145 the last time I checked. And Spence is a very slight underdog at plus 125. So that's that's also as close to even as you're going to get as far as uh, the betting line. Um, so here, here here's my thing. And, and here's what kind of goes into my pick. Not just the fact that I've been a Crawford fan forever. And before I forget, let me, um, let me say some things that like automatically come to my head as far as Terrence Crawford. Well, first of all, I saw him when I went to um, watch, uh, I think it was Bam Bam, Bam Bam versus Mike Alvarado. Uh, Terrence Crawford stepped in against a, a really good fighter. Some Somebody got uh, sick and uh, Crawford actually stepped in, you know, uh, during fight week. Uh, not only was... Was it a step up in, in competition for him? But he also went up a weight class to take on this challenge. And and he thoroughly dominated the dude. I, I'm sorry, I forget the name. Um, but, you know, right off the bat, that was my one of my first impressions of, of Crawford that really, you know, put me onto him as far as like, wow, this dude could be something special. And then, of course, time went by. He started winning titles. Uh, I think he cleaned out 135. As soon as he cleaned out 135, uh, Mikey Garcia decides to leave top rank. Um, if you guys have followed the last part of Mikey Garcia's career, his heart wasn't in it towards the end. You know what I mean? And I think one of the things is that he did not want to face Crawford under the top rank banner. Um, and that's why he left. They were in the same weight class at the time, if not uh, maybe separated by one weight class. 
and they had already um, fought in the amateurs before. So, so, so Mikey knew what he would get into if he would ever get matched up against Terrence Crawford. So he left. Of course, he won a few fights over there at PBC, and then he cashed out against Errol Spence in a fight that, in my opinion, should have never happened. He should have never took, and he just went, uh, survived, and took the money. And uh, I think he re retired right after that or shortly after that. And then, moving on, still with top rank, um, as Crawford is moving up again, um, that's when Manny Pacquiao decides to leave. Not saying that Pacquiao was scared of Crawford, he could, because, I mean, you can't question Pacquiao's um, greatness, right? But could that kind of, you know, with that being the biggest fight or the only fight that, that top rank could have for him at that time, could that kind of influence him to leave? I believe so. And he has his, his right, you know, I, I think he was at the end of his contract or, or whatnot. Um, so... That tells me a lot as well. And then, of course, uh, old uh, Australian dude that, that beat Pacquiao got dominated by Crawford right after uh, right after Pacquiao left. So, again, this is all leading to my pick, which I think you guys know where, where, uh, where I'm leaning already. Um, so, going on to Spence and the PBC and PBC fighters, uh, I sometimes question their their real level of... of, of of their careers basically you know because they they always um kind of stayed in house you know they had a lot of names as far as the welterweight division and they all fought each other you know and 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 that's good i mean that that's that's good for them you know if that makes them more money or whatever but if you don't step out once in a while and test yourself like how, how, how do you know that you're not you know that you're not fighting the the triple a of of the welterweight division and, and the major leagues is, is somewhere else. You know what I mean? For a while, it was Pacquiao and Crawford coming up, uh, Crawford coming up at 147, you know, while all these dudes at PBC were fighting each other. Um, and again, I know a lot of it had to do with the Fox and the CBS deal where, where they were on free TV for a while. But, you know, mentioning the Danny Garcia's, stuff like that. Uh, even Guerrero was, was still in the mix at, at one point. Uh, when they were all fighting each other. Um, but I think if you really pay attention, uh, if with, with these PBC fighters at any weight class, as soon as they step out of the PBC bubble, not all of them, but there's some, and I, I would say the majority, as soon as they step out of that bubble, they, they get beat. You know, if they, if they decide th there's too much money on the table to not to take a fight with somebody from a different uh, promotional company, um, they, they get beat and sometimes they, they, they get beat pretty badly. Um, and you know, if you really think about it, the, the fighters that have stepped out of the PBC bubble, they always say, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to dare to be great. Um, this fight is happening because I wanted it to happen. Um, which is something that Spence is saying, um, something that, uh, Deontay Wilder said when he fought, uh, Tyson Fury, but, um, my thing is, like, with all these PBC welterweights that some people say were so great at the time, Thurman, another one, I mean, they all could have came out and fought Crawford at any point while he was still at ESPN and at top rank. There was contracts offered. There was all of this stuff offered. And even PBC, you know, if one of those fighters said, hey, I want this fight, give me this fight, I don't think that ESPN and top rank would have an issue 
with with um, with making those fights because of course Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder happened under Showtime and under ESPN, I believe. So at any time, all of these PBC welterweights could have fought Crawford. So it's not like Crawford was just not as good as all the PBC uh, welterweights, which is uh, an argument that a lot of PBC fighters, and I say PBC because they really defend PBC and they don't see boxing as a whole or they don't see boxing as a worldwide sport. You know what I mean? Um, But like I said, they could have done it. They could have come out and fought Crawford at any point. The only one that did it uh, was uh, Sean Porter. And, of course, he, he got KO'd um, by, by Terrence Crawford. I mean, styles make fights. Matchups are not always going to be the same. But, you know, Porter did have a, a very close fight with, with Errol Spence. And this was before the Spence accident, um, the car accident that he had. So, again, this is all leading up to my pick. Um, and just, just to... Just to because I know a lot of people think I bash on PBC a lot, but you know, if you pay attention to to Twitter and things like that, you know, and people backing up the PBC, and they always get called out by these boxing journalists because even after this uh, Inoue, the monster Inoue fight against Fulton, you know, Fulton just went out there, he he tried his best, you know, he lost, and it is what it is. But these dudes, these people, these fans of the PBC, they don't want to give Inoue his props, even though they said he was going to get dominated. They said he was going to get knocked out. And now they're saying that Inoue should jump like four or five weight classes and fight Tank Davis to be considered pound for pound number one. So these people obviously don't don't know how how this works. But anyway, um, so like from what I mentioned about the PBC bubble, the welterweights at PBC, how good is Errol Spence? And how good is Errol Spence after the car accident? That's 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 my question. In my opinion, Errol Spence is going to get boxed. He's going to get outboxed easily by Terrence Crawford. Uh, I think Terrence Crawford, and this is going into my pick already, that Terrence Crawford is going to win by decision, in my opinion. Um, I'm not sure how Spence's face can hold up at this time, especially after the car accident again. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, discount a, a stoppage uh, late by Terrence Crawford. Um, I do think Crawford runs a risk of getting hurt if, if he stands there and slugs. Or, you know, at times he's been caught with something. And I'll even say it, he'll, he, he got buzzed. And he'll come back and, you know, he just goes for it. It's led to some great moments in his career. Uh, but it's kind of been against smaller fighters. You know, you might not want to try to do that against somebody with Errol Spence's um, power and 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 he's not a slouch as far as boxing either so so yeah my pick is is going to be Terrence Crawford by decision um I don't even want to mention any shadiness with the judges but I think you kind of have to those of you guys that love to always um consider that and always use that as a thing after the fight. Start thinking about it before the fight. And, uh, you know, as maybe how you see the fight play out. See which rounds can actually be leaned towards the house fighter or whatnot. Uh, and then and then at the end, see, see, see how that goes. There is rematch clauses on both sides. But, um, of course, that doesn't mean that either one of these fighters doesn't want to win this fight. Uh, any less so so yeah man um 
I'm glad. I'm glad um, people are hyped for this fight. Um, I, I, I can't enjoy it as much as I would because I, I worked that night. So I'll watch it and everything, and then I gotta go into work. So I'm not looking forward to it as much <laughs> as I would if I was off and be able to enjoy some drinks and whatnot, and you know, talk talk shit about boxing uh, after the fights with whoever I'm watching the fight with. But. But yeah, man, hopefully you guys enjoy. Uh, hopefully we'll have a good, clean weigh-in here in uh, a few hours. Um, there's been tension between both camps, so hopefully everything is cool on, on fight night. And it's just a good event. Uh, of course, the undercard I'm not going to go into very much, uh, but Pitbull, Pitbull uh, is in it. Uh, Pitbull Cruz is in there. He's uh, the co-main event. I know a lot of people are hyped up for that. And uh, hopefully, you know, he puts on a show. Uh, but other than that, guys, thank you guys for joining me once again. Um, and until the next one, we'll catch you on another fight week or another episode of Edwards the Podcast. Hey.